0: Just stretch out your hand, we'll pray for bread. Father, we just thank you for uh, this mighty man, a son, Lord, uh, in your kingdom, a son of the Father, but also just a son in this house, Lord. And we just pray, uh, God, just a blessing upon him today, Father. Uh, Peace in his heart, Lord. But we just receive uh, what he has to uh, release, what you have to release through him today. We just pray your anointing on his word, uh, your spirit just to flow from that deep place, Lord, the wellspring of life that you've put in him we bless him in jesus name amen Amen. awesome
1: lick it off the the table um yeah obviously i'm brad um
0: uh,
1: yeah that was awesome Uh, i'm a little bit sore and tired we had the men's camp on the weekend and i tried to be a hero jumping down the slippery slide um my neck's a little bit sore so it was a Definitely a sacrifice, physically, to dance today and move. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, obviously, I'm the gardener here. Yeah, I've been here for about five years, and I'm originally from York and grew up on a farm for about 25 years, and I'm 33 pretty soon. And, yeah, I work here, I love it, and that is my wife. And I've also just given her permission. If she yells out at me, because sometimes I just go off on a tangent, so she's like the person to just say, hey, babe, stay on track. Um, so if she yells out, just something, hey, babe, what about this, um, she's, uh, that's what she's doing just to make sure that I'm in track. She does that to a lot of people, but um, <laughs> mainly me, but I've given her permission, and so, yeah. It's um, um, nothing without you, babe. And she, we have. I shared a couple of weeks ago, actually, on my testimony of me, the restoration of my marriage. We were separated twice, but recently, last year, for a whole, nearly a whole year. And I shared a bit of that story. And but this is my first time speaking. Well, it is about my story, but it is um, a lot more about, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's a lot more about, it's, that was Jesus too. This is just another another area where God's worked. Um, I, this is my daughter's pen. It's nice and glittery. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just want to tell a little, welcome to sh- the boys from Shalom. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just so amazed uh, by going there. And I just want to share a little story, actually. I've met Peter, Lyndon, James, the guy runs paid the Shalom. And I uh, actually was about five or six years ago when my wife first left me. And I used to struggle with drug addiction and alcoholism for 15 years. And I went to this camp called Get a Life, I think it's coming up soon or something. And um, I don't know how I got there, but I, I think you invited me and paid for me and I somehow ended up there. And it was after a pretty wild time. And, but I was pretty at rock bottom and it was pretty important to my story because it's when I first had an encounter with Jesus. And so I met, um, I went to the camp and then I was chatting to Pete and I was saying, oh, you know, like my wife's left, she's taken my kids, you know, poor me. And he said, mate, the reason why she left is because you're unsafe, you're dangerous, and it's actually your fault. I was like, who is this guy telling me <laughs> it's my fault? I was kind of hoping he would give me a cuddle or something like that. but. Um, He didn't, he, and that truth was just, he said some other things too. If you, some of you guys probably been on the receiving end of a couple of them, but it's just, when he says it, it hits you in the right spot and it's only your flesh that reacts and I called him a few names in my head, not out loud, so I was really scared. But, um, yeah, when he said that, it was like, wow, it's my problem and so I went to the group and I sat and I listened to some of these testimonies and I shared some, some shameful things about um, some sexual things when I was a child. And it just, half of that was just freeing, just talking about some of that stuff. And anyway, I was chatting to Pete later. I said, man, I really want to know this Jesus fella, like this, this, this guy more. I've heard about him all throughout my life. And he um, said, Jesus loves you, mate. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he loves everyone. You know, like most people know that. And he's like, nah, you don't get it. He loves you. And I was like, okay. And he goes, all right, let me just pray for you. And he said, just imagine a, a door in your heart. And imagine just opening up that door to Jesus. I'm like, use your imagination. Like, what What, what does that mean? But anyway, I went there and I just closed my eyes and I imagined a door and I just said, what the hell? I was desperate and I opened that door and I just felt the love of God just hit me. I just bawled my eyes out, and I'll never forget that moment. When he loves you, it's just, from being a, a broken person, just living such a selfish life, this is, with someone to love you when you are his enemy is just amazing. And it's so powerful. And, you know, <laughs> I, I have to remind myself, like, I always forget that Jesus just loves me, and he loved me when he was his enemy. How much? You know, it never changes now, you know. I really love Jesus and that's the testimony, that's the the title of my message is I love Jesus. You know, there's pretty much, I've been following him for five years and I have not done it successfully because there's been a little bit of breath that didn't die. And um, part of when I came back from that camp, I was fully alive to God. Colours, I could see colours, I was just... Felt I could see life. You know, spent so long suppressing pain and emotions, and burying all this stuff, and just I was high for 15 years, and it was just I, I wasn't trying to be. it wasn't a deal. I just wanted to numb myself, and um, yeah, I was for the first time I was alive. And I, once I got back from the camp, I felt like Jesus said to me. He said, "You need to go to Shalom," and I said, "No, nah, I'm not going there." I'm I'm not like one of those fellas, you know? And um that's no, just where I was. It was my pride and arrogance that pulled me away. And I had to do my pride cost me five years of marriage pain that I'm still repairing right now. And last year when we were separated, I felt like Holy Spirit said, Well, are we gonna do that heart journey again now? Are you gonna are you gonna yield to me? And so because of my selfishness and pride, it cost my family and my kids. And we've all made mistakes. I understand that, but that's just mine. And I ended up going there and it was a it was a really hard year, but it was the most rewarding year I've ever had. So I'm gonna talk about the Bible right now. Um, <laughs> so that's my that's my story about Shalom. I'm so proud of you guys. You know, it takes true humility to say I need help. And put yourself in there because I sure didn't have the humility to put myself through a program where I needed help and the consequences of that. It wasn't like Jesus didn't love me. Actually, I spent the next four months, I was living by myself and he told me every day, I love you, my son. I still did things, but it wasn't the consequences of not laying down my life and fully surrendering to him. Uh, Yeah, five years later, that's basically... I'm really tired and a little bit nervous, so um, I just really had on my heart Matthew 16. Um, I'm just gonna read it, and um, yeah, you can just look at me for a little bit if you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking good because I'm wearing Brad's shirt. I thought, well, I'm coming up here, put on Brad's shirt. <laughs> It's not working. I don't have the confidence like him, but I'll get there. <laughs> Alright. So Matthew 16 uh, verse 13. It says, When Jesus, I'm re- reading all oh, from the ESV in this one. He said, Now, when Jesus came into the district of that a word, he asked his disciples, Who do you say that I, the Son of Man, is? It's funny that we just sung about that. And they said, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. Others, Jeremiah to them. But he, goes, um, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he told them not to um, tell anyone. So... It's, it's what he's asking right there is, you know, just it's almost like, you know, when we look at Jesus, we're looking at, you know, like we're declaring at who he, um, who he is and then he's saying to us who we are. We're not saying, Jesus, you need to come into my life. We look at him in obedience and humble ourselves. And it's funny that I, I was trying to get a message from him that and then I just kept reading and then it goes on and then Jesus talks about his death. And then his resurrection, he talks about his sufferings. And then Peter just said to him, once, Jesus had just been telling him, like, I'm going to build my church on you, and you're my rock. And then the next thing is calling him Satan. You're a you're, you're hindrance. You're not setting your minds on the things of God, but the things of man. And it's oftentimes we, we want all the, you know, the good things of God, the glory, the fire, you know, we just want to be set on fire. And it was like me after that camp, you know, I was on fire. But as soon as I heard about a hard thing that I had to do, my mind's like, "Oh, I got a job. I can't go to rehab." Like, so my mind was not set on him, and so, um, yeah. And then he goes on further to say, "I'm well." With with that, um, Beth and I have a little saying in our um, marriage: "Nothing hidden." And choosing difficult things to do. And so often as well, we, we'll always take the easiest easiest path we can. You know, I, I sure did And so like, what's the easiest way to not get through conflict or pain? And, um, man, I wasted so much time if I just went through it instead of around it. And, um, yeah, I'm going off track again. But, anyway, so he's talking about all this stuff and... Um, yeah, he's talking about, like, all his, his destiny. And then Jesus, when Jesus is, when, as soon as you look to Jesus, he's telling Peter who he is. It, telling him what he's meant to do in this life. It's almost like a prophetic word of like, who he's meant to be. But then as soon as he says anything about suffering and death and costing yourself, it, Peter's like, no way. I, 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 don't, I don't want that. Like, we, we, we've got to change that. And then he will repay each person according to what he's done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming. I don't know about you, but like, you know, sometimes, you know, it's it's hard for us to deny ourselves and take up our lives and humble ourselves. And it's like we had a moment there when we bow and it's like. For me, growing up, my whole life is like, I don't bow to anyone but myself. And um, you can tell where I went really wrong in my life, but you know, it's just the sake of when I met Jesus, he, he loved me so much that I did surrender and want to know what it was like to follow him. It's just, I didn't understand the cost of following him. And I didn't understand that it was a daily thing. I just thought it was a once-off experience, and then off you go. You go and do things. I, you know, I came a Christian, and I went to a church and was a youth leader for a little bit. And I just wanted to—I just—I just wanted the blessing. I just wanted to be blessed and to be seen. And I just thought, if I was just a good person, if I, if I just stopped using drugs, like I'll be good. And but my heart inside was terrible. So even though I stopped using drugs and drinking, my heart was still consuming stuff around me, you know, television, uh, like just constant feeding this empty void that I had inside me because I wouldn't take a look inside my own heart. Hmm. God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Brad has been, we speak on this all the time here and he really does oppose the pride. It's not just a thing to in the Bible that he writes and goes, you know, God opposes the prize, but then we just hear God gives grace to the humble and we hear that humility, but to choose humility, we have to deny ourselves and lay down our life. And so last year when Beth, separate, when Beth and I separated, some of you guys heard that um, I was living in a unit and I didn't have any control over when I saw my children um, I relapsed and I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't, I had to see my children on allocated times. I had, a part of the agreement I had was, I um, had to see counselling regularly and accountability and people could see into my marriage, into my sex life, into my personal, I invited people into my personal life. I was a manipulator and a control freak. And so I said, if you guys see anything in my life, I was all hyped up, and I was like, yeah, if you see anything in my life, tell me. And they said, all right, we will. And then they did. <laughs> and I didn't like it. And it was like, oh my gosh. But I think the thing is, when, when you humble yourself, and you invite people into your life, and they tell you, hey, what's that on your face? What's that sort of junk going on in your life? You can, you can receive it. It's just not easy. It's not easy to to be confronted by your own self. The hardest thing I used to find was um, spending quiet time with just myself. You know, when I went to bed, I was listening to podcasts after podcasts movies. And, you know, I just really believe that if a lot of us just sat in silence, sat with yourself and really let Whatever's in your head and your heart out would be half the battle won. Let alone inviting Jesus into that space and filling it. If you just let those thoughts out and finish them. Brad said the other night, yeah. Whenever you know, sometimes we get stuck when we're praying, like, oh, I just think about work. He said, invite Jesus into that space. You know, go go on a journey with Him into what you're thinking about, because in your thoughts, you know, it says, be renewed in your mind. You know, and it's like um, our mind is not. Um, a bad thing. It's just we have to take captive our thoughts and you know for me I've got a lot of thoughts and a lot of them all that negative. I had um, borderline disorder and um, I've got ADD and um, I had AD. I feel like I've been healed actually and so I, 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 I so I've I, never really said that out in public, but I feel like even though I talk a lot and go on here and there. It's like I feel like God uses that a little bit, and it's more like it doesn't define who I am. And so, it's all new like to me, especially standing up here. You know, last year, was it last year? Yeah, last year we were separated, Now I thought, I was just trying to get my wife and I to live in the same house. Now we're looking at buying a house, and now I'm standing up here telling you about that. It's just crazy. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I work here, and I actually came and practiced my message in here just before I came to work. I was like, God, thank you, Jesus, and we tell these people what to do, and they need to humble themselves." And I was like, "Man, I need to humble myself still." <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm so right in this journey with you guys, and I just want Jesus to be first in our life. I love Jesus, and I just really feel like there's been this reset in the world, like that, you know, COVID and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, you're going to bring in the Christian space and I'm resetting you, like, to me, your first love. Me and him need to be okay. We need to wake up in the morning and just feel like I surrender to you. I I live my, I'm denying myself to take up your life. And he has such big plans for us. It's just he can't fill you with himself if you're already full already. All right, and so another thing is, I, you know, I used to pray for like, the fire of God, and he used to say, "We'll put something on there, and I'll burn it." <laughs> so you know, sometimes we want we want all this stuff to be set on fire for God, and we we, we and when our feelings don't fit, we're not feeling it today. It's like imagine me and my wife going, like, "I'm just not really feeling like I love you today." Like, whatever, like. I know what that's like actually, I don't need to tell you, it's, it's not good, but, so, it's like, I love Bethy, and it's not every day you wake up I'm like, oh, Bethy, I'm so glad to see you, like, yeah, what are you up to? It's like, sometimes it's hard, we have arguments, we've got kids kicking us in the face, last night I slept in a tent, my sons, we slept on a bit of an angle, and I had him, and he's putting his foot in my neck, and, um, I love him, but, it, I, but I love sleep, we all love sleep. I don't know where I'm going with that story but kids are great. <laughs> but anyway, so imagine that we like Jesus like sometimes we don't feel like we love Jesus, you know? Like it's sometimes we don't wake up with that same passion every day. We it's it's not always about our feelings. It's that's why we need faith and so I wake up but I choose you today Jesus. I choose to surrender my life and yield to I don't understand. I sometimes come to. Church, I don't understand what they're preaching about. I don't even understand worship, but I, I I want to know you, Jesus, and it's the least thing least I can do. I remember last year. Um, saying to Jesus in my little unit that I was in in the Central Mandra, I just said, Lord, just make me the hungriest man after your presence. Just make me so hungry. It didn't come straight away, but I still feels that same hunger every day I just want more and it's like ask for hunger ask for him to take away any other desire from work from even my wife even anything and just put that ask him for hunger and he will give you the hunger you need to seek him knock knock and you you know seek and you will find Yeah, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, like like following Jesus, is quite simple, you know, it's like this waking up and, and almost, you know, spending time with him instead of, um, I've been talking to Brad about this week, it's like, yeah, I know like so many, we, we listen to so many podcasts and teachings and there's so much knowledge out there, like I listen to podcasts. Used to listen to podcast after podcast. It didn't change me. Jesus changed me in my bedroom by myself. But we we're full of knowledge about Him. It's like I heard someone say to me the other day, like, "I listened to three podcasts the other day. Do you look like anything they've just spoke about? Did you apply any of that to your life? You have not actually changed. We we listen to all this stuff, and I don't see anyone changed, transformed. I see people following Jesus." And, and somewhat you know that they, they let Jesus fit into their life we surrender to him he doesn't surrender to us and so it's not about knowledge it's about spending time with him and podcasts are great you know I, I listened to a couple this week Rachel put up one on humility and it was just so good <laughs> it blew me away and I was sort of chatting I was going to talk on humility and I feel like I don't really have much to say on it but this is what I have to say about it. It's all I know. I, I, I don't know everything there is about humility, but um, um, I, I don't know where I'm going with the podcast things, but yeah, so just make sure that if you listen to the podcast, that you're actually going, what somebody has chewed on, suffered. It might, like, if you're listening to my story, suffered for you know a lot of this testimony it cost me something so if some when you listen to these podcasts that people are steward for some people have gone to university degrees they work hard for these podcasts just take it seriously like apply it to your life and at least make a you know if if I listen to I can not only listen to Brad really like there's so much meat in just what Brad shares on, on Sunday but I don't reckon, to be honest, I'm really applying everything that he has to say in my life. It's not good enough for me. I just don't feel, I'm sorry, you know? Brad, I was talking to Brad about this message. He said I've been preaching the same message all the time. It's like, yeah, I want to change. I want to I be, I want to look like Jesus. I love podcasts, you know, <laughs> they are good. <laughs> I'm not going to take away that. You know, it's just one of those things. It's good, but I, I, I don't put that above Jesus. You know, we have to. If you want to know Jesus, it's just about you and Him. You don't come to, You're not coming here to Sunday to meet Jesus. You, you, you meet Him yourself, one on one, in your heart. Do the heart journey. You know, we have a. a um, we do Elijah House here, and I did a lot of um, Elijah House ring. What is that? Is that a word? Yeah? I, I had a lot of... From Sandra, this lady, she's just amazing. Um, that really helped me deal with a lot of my shame and, and helped me see... Helped me just get healing in my heart and helped me understand how to yield to Jesus. I, I don't know. It's just there's so much that happens in and I can't even talk about it. But, yeah. So... Wise words don't always come from humility, you know. Look at me, I'm, I'm up here, I'm not, I'm a gardener. <laughs> I've probably just got, um, but you know, we can listen to all these podcasts and, and wise words, but if you don't choose to be humble and and really take it in, I just think it's a, you're wasting your time, unfortunately. Yeah, so. And please hear my heart to be like, oh, this, is, I'm, this is for me. I feel confronted by my own message. I'm not preaching to myself. It's like I've been finding it really, really hard. to. When Brad did this, I, I wanted to do a good job. And, I, and I, once I started actually reading a lot of the Bible and going, wow, that's not in my life. Wow, I'm not really doing that. <laughs> uh, what, denying myself? How many of you can really say, like, every day you wake up and deny yourself and live for him? Really, like when you think about like that actual thing of like following him is, you know, you could lose your life. You know, there's so much joy and and fruit on the other side, but it's what he gives to you. It's not what you, you choose. It's like you choose him and he gives you whatever he wants. Yep. And so I don't really care if you're a pastor or... Bobcat operator, I don't know any Bobcat operators, but um, if you're a gardener, (laughs) if you're in Shalom, if you're a counsellor, if you're a president, if you're an electrician, Sparky, I don't really mind who you are, it's just without Jesus, you're just going to be living a long life of... I don't have the words for it. But I just know when I chose my own desires, it just didn't work out well. And I don't think that you're not going to not go to heaven. I I don't understand all that yet. I'm such a young Christian and I don't understand what it's like. But I do know there's a verse in the Bible saying... What's that one, Brad, about where he goes... um but I don't know you. He said, if you, you can cast out demons, heal the sick, you know, the good Christians, we will go over the crack. You know, that's what I call it. Like doing the Great Commission, what Jesus said to do. But if you don't know him intimately, he said, what did he say at the end of that? Something good about not entering the kingdom or something. Brad, yeah. Brad gave me a nod. That means yes. <laughs> um... Good one, yeah, thumbs up. Anyway, it's good enough, you know. Everybody knows it, everyone does applies it to life. Uh, I, um, yeah, just write it down. You know, just re-watch this podcast over and over and over. Later on when it comes out, it'll really help you. Um, I've found true joy following Jesus. You know, I used to hang out with, last year, in the midst of my pain, there's this guy in our church who carries joy wherever he goes, and I used to just spend my time with him. We didn't talk about Jesus, but I just wanted the joy that he carried, and I just, there's joy in suffering. suffering. Um, I, I find true peace within, without drugs and alcohol. I find true peace in just being with jesus i find there's a lot of stuff in my life where i'm just i i don't know how to be a dad every day it's like you know my son or daughter asks me some crazy question and i'm like lord i need you because i will give them some sort of advice and my advice is just to be there you know like beth like sometimes if my kids ask my my daughter's like a little i I don't know what you're you know she's really prophetic (laughs) You know, she once said to me, she goes, I was just about to get my intensive. She said, Dad, when are you going to start wearing your crown? She said, when are you going to start being a man? When are you going to start wearing your identity on who you say that I am? Who does Jesus say I am? I am a son of God. He He knit he, he, he me together in my, my mother's womb. And we often just forget who we are and that's why we need to put him as first in our life. We need to be looking at him down and saying, we need to be telling Jesus who he is I'm so sure that he will tell you who you are. There's so much more that he has for your life if you look at him. You you won't get it. If you want to do what you want to do, you will do what you want to do. But if you want to do what Jesus wants you to do, you just look at him. There's no other way Through him. Um, So I'm just going to finish up. Well, unless you want me to keep talking. Mitch, no? Okay. I was just trying to get votes. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm hungry now. Um, (laughs) I just, I kind of like being up here. (laughs) I might change my job. Yeah, the shirt. Oh, that's right. Can I have your pants next time? Um, Like, I really felt like whatever I preached on Monday here at 6 o'clock in the morning, this is not it. But it doesn't really matter. We worshiped today, and that was amazing. And even that made me step out another level of uncomfortability, you know? Stepping out, stepping into... You know, dancing and, and uh, you know, it was just, it was really powerful. But um, I just want to read, finish up with this. Yeah. It's okay to be silent. That's what I just talked about. It's okay to sit with yourself. Silence is okay. That's what they say in my prayer ministry. I'm like, no, say something. Tell me more. This is Psalm 131. It's the shortest psalm in psalm. It's called, My heart is meek. Lord, my heart is meek before you. I don't consider myself better than others. I'm content not to pursue matters that are over my head, such as your complex mysteries and your wonders that I'm not yet ready to understand. I'm humbled and quieted quieted in your presence like a contented child who rests on its mother's lap. I'm resting, I'm your resting child, and my soul is content in you. O people of God, your time has come to quietly trust, waiting upon the Lord now and forever. It's just beautiful. We don't need to know it all. We just need to know where we sit with him. My little encouragement, if you're one of the men of our church who's struggling or stuck on a repetitive pattern or struggling to connect with God and you, just, you haven't found that there's been any change in your life, can I just ask you to go speak to one of the Shalom boys and ask them how they humbled themselves and asked for help? Because I think that a lot of us struggle to ask for help and we we think we need to hit rock bottom in in some other place. But I'm talking about if we're just struggling. I hear a lot of people's struggles, but I don't see that many people up here for prayer. And um, I think it's quite confronting, to be honest. Um, I'm going to turn around and get some prayer. I'm serious. You know, I just think that you know it's oftentimes we just we're struggling and we haven't changed and. and I'm sure that you've, we're inviting people into our lives, but just don't be afraid for fear of man. Feel what you look like. If you want to change, you don't know Jesus, you want prayer for, for just even to, to know Jesus. If you don't know him, if you're struggling in any sort of way, if you just want prayer of encouragement, come up the front and we'll pray for you. And, um, yeah. I just thank you guys for listening to me. I think it's a real honour to be up here speaking and I don't take it lightly, but I really thank you all for coming and bless the rest of your journey and I just pray that you will get to know Jesus in a deeper way and I hope that even today you'll go home and go, Lord, even just to go back and say, Lord, I I, I don't know if I know you that well. I don't know if you're Lord of my life. And it's okay to say he's not Lord of your life. If It's just... What are you going to do about it? What are we going to do to change? I want to change. Look at that on the on time too
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely didn't learn about being on time from me, so that's one thing that's you can take your own credit yeah um, yeah. <laughs> Hey, why don't, we, uh, why don't we pray and just respond to Jesus even as Brett shared, you know, that truth, the simple truth of hearing but then obeying and, and sometimes I think even just committing in prayer uh, our hearts to the Lord. So are going to stand with us? Is Jordan here still? If you, if you wouldn't mind jumping on the keys, Jordan. It would be awesome. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you. We, we never hear your word in a vacuum, Lord. You're always present with us, Lord. It's not in a void in some disconnected place, but it's you speaking, Holy Spirit. So we just acknowledge and, um, that through, any time we read the words of Scripture, Lord, it's just you speaking that, that word over again. And you can speak through people, Lord, but... And we receive what others have to share but we receive it because you're speaking it lord so i even pray holy spirit just that even that we just even cast our mind back it might have been 10 minutes ago in the mission there was just a word a challenging word that really pierced our hearts and we thank you that there's no condemnation for us because we're in christ lord. you've taken all the punishment jesus and you are not here to punish us even when you were on earth, you said, I've not come to judge the world. You came to bring salvation. You came to bring freedom, Jesus. And you continue that on today, Lord. So we can freely, boldly come before you in this moment and invite you, come and search our heart, Holy Spirit. Come and show us the things in this moment that you want us to, to know about, but also that you want us to respond to, Lord we invite your conviction Holy Spirit because your conviction is an act of love it's your kindness Lord that leads us to repentance and even when it might feel sore it might feel confronting it's your kindness Lord that you would be so gracious and loving that you would come and meet us, Lord, in our foolishness, in our blindness, in our deafness, in our rebellion. Romans 5 God shows his love for us for while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, if you would give you a life when we didn't even know you, we can trust that you will continue to love us, to bless us, to free us, But we thank you, Lord, that we are not our past, we are not our history, that we are a new creation in Christ. And it is not, it's never humility to deny who you say that we are. If we deny who you say we are, that's actually pride, it's false humility. Because we make you out to be a liar. Oh, no, no, God, surely I can't be. But when you say it, our only job to do our only response is to believe it so when you declare us righteous because of your finished work we say I receive your righteousness Jesus when you declare us forgiven we say I am forgiven Jesus by you when you call us sons and daughters we say I am a son I am a daughter of the king and I've been adopted into the royal family of heaven but Father, even in this moment, we repent, Lord, for where we have put on false humility, Lord. Where essentially we've we've made you out to be a liar, saying, Oh no, but surely you can't be that good. And surely I'm not those things. Because we feel like, well, I know what goes on inside of me. And we forget that you actually know what goes on inside of us way more than we do. You know the depths of our brokenness. You know the depths of our sin and yet you delight to minister to us, to transform us, to be right in the down, dirty, deep, muddy waters of our heart. And you bring your purity and you bring your life. But we make a choice now, Holy Spirit, to respond to you, to respond to your word, Lord. That we would not sit passively and idly by waiting for another message another word another encouragement we would say lord i i know enough to take a step you didn't when you were on the earth lord you didn't say hey can i follow you you came to people and you said hey you follow me which means you're on the move and our job is to follow You're not sitting still, Jesus, so we need to be moving. We need to be making those hard choices, Lord. We need to be choosing the suffering, if that's what it takes. We need to be choosing to wake up and say yes to you. Where are you going today, Jesus? Because that's where I want to be. That's where I want to go. Lord, where we've maybe been even told a, a, a gospel message that is all about your sacrifice and nothing about ours, Lord. We repent, Father. Because that's not the message that you shared when you were on earth, Lord. That's not the message of the Bible. When you called disciples, you, said, you told them, expect suffering, expect persecution, expect it to be hard, expect you to go without. Even as Brett shared, Lord, I was, it was thinking about that, when we cry out for hunger... Oh, just make me hungry, Lord. And what do you do? You starve us. (laughs) That's a really good way to get hungry, is to be starved. So even, Lord, where we've missed your hand at work, where we've cried out for something and you've answered our prayer, it's not in the way that we've wanted, Lord. But Jesus, we say yes to the narrow road today. And we say yes to the narrow road tomorrow. And it's not the narrow road that gets hard and tight and difficult. It's the narrow road that leads to life because it leads to you, Jesus. You are our life. So I just pray, come Holy Spirit, minister to each heart now, Lord, and the the call to response, Lord. There would be a call to response, Lord, and you would give us the grace to say yes to you, Jesus. Thank you. You know, the world doesn't need more people that know the words of Jesus and know the Bible back to front and can speak articulate messages. The world needs Jesus. And Jesus chose to go so he could send his spirit to live inside of you so that you could be his representative on the earth. The world doesn't need another sermon. It doesn't need another crusade. The world needs Jesus and he is in us and we're called to be him to the world we say yes Lord we say yes as we go from this time in this place we say yes to you Jesus yes to following you yes to being transformed into your likeness and yes to the cost of what that will mean for us Lord the denying ourselves the taking up our cross and the following you, and we thank you for the joy, and the life, and the abundance that will come as we choose that, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Family and friends, if you do, if you'd like some more prayer, we'd love to, to pray for you.